Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. The Jamoti Podcast is powered by Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high-quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities, and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products. A lot of golden nuggets there with what you just said. And first, I want to just celebrate your authenticity with you know showing emotion, showing your passion for your players and for the game. And like, there's nothing fake about that, you know? And, and I can imagine, I can understand why you get players that will run through a brick wall for you. Cause if you're willing on a, you know, a hoops talk like this with somebody you don't know really well to just show how much you really care about those guys, then golly, they, they obviously know it. Um, And so a lot of coaches talk about, and you've heard this quote out there, that player-led teams are better than coach-led teams. And I agree with that, obviously. But it starts with the coach leading the culture in the direction so that players can take hold, they can take reins of it and become a player-led team. It seems to me like you've done that really well. Yes, we you know, over the years, I've like I said, last four or five years, I've had some really good teams, and man, it just we we were really talented, and it just I I had to come in and change my approach and how I exactly wanted the culture, the 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 um, motivation and the goal was the same. Okay, let's go win, let's go play hard. I, I took this from Billy Gillespie years ago when he was at A and M. We play hard, we play smart, we play together. And we say that before every practice. We say it before every game. And at the end, we say family. So that stuff stays the same. But the culture and the way I was doing it, I had to change that. So, and especially after the incident with the young man down at State last year and everything, that that took a toll on my life. And I I, I said, I I had to ask myself, I don't even want to do this anymore, you know. Mm. Because it was wow. tremendous. And yeah. uh, when I regrouped, it wasn't until the summer, I regrouped. And uh, we, we brought this thing back in, and I said, this is how I'm going to do it. These are the type of guys I want on my staff. Because I had some people say, man, when you did this and when you changed the way you did that, man, no, no. It started with me changing the way I thought, getting a few guys that was on my bench, off my bench, bringing in some new guys bringing in some older guys that have been with me yeah, and then changing how the type of player I wanted on my team and then changing how we were going to do things outside of basketball, in the building, in school, and then on the court. So home, school, court. All that changed. And if you're not doing this, you're not playing. If you don't play defense, you will not get on this court. Don't have an 80 or above. By the time report cards come out, this is what's going to happen here. They met those expectations. And like I said, you have your little issues. That's any time you're dealing with boys, high school. 
But man, humans, you're dealing with humans. Way more, <laughs> oh, human. We had way more good times than bad, man. Like way more. Every day was a, put it this way, we'll go four days out of a week. We're going to have great practices. Great. One day out of that week is going to be a good practice. Never a bad practice. You can't, I, it was so different. And I said, this is what I want. I had two guys, three star kids, the rest of them not a star. But we were able to make them get on that court and look like they were the best guys out there, the best guys in the state because of what we demanded from them defensively. And then this year, we're doing the same thing. They're younger. They're trying to get it, but it's the way it has to be. I've had uh, a couple of kids throughout the summer get contact from a buddy of mine or, hey, you go, hey man, uh, this kid is sophomore, man. They, they, they move him, man. They look at they want to come to Kimball. They're looking to transfer to his school. I said, who is it? Oh, it's such a, well, yeah, he could be a bit of a head cake, but he could play. He's a, he's a little bit of a head. Don't want him. Don't want him. If he ain't already in my program, he's a little nutty. I can deal with it if he's been here. But I don't want nothing new. That's, gonna come <laughs> That's in a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's going to, it's going to, I don't want it. So when I used to be like, yeah, I'll take that kid. I need that kid. I, now, after winning with the group I had, you can find a good group that you can win with. They're going to do what you ask them to do. Coach, you know? what made the what made the change? And obviously, you talked about some things that had happened that were pretty traumatic. But like, what what all led up to that? Because I feel like a lot of coaches are in that are in that position sometimes where they look at the culture of their program and they realize without without even intentionally letting letting it happen that there's been slippage that there are some things that need to change either for our own happiness our joy of actually getting to do this but or a culture that will actually lead to winning but then not many people i feel like have the courage to actually make the changes that are necessary what what led to that just just past failures man i mean dude and what I can just go back to 2020. We went, we were 30 and seven. The next year we were 25 and 11. 2022, we were 30 and nine. We still, we're getting the state and we're losing. And I'm like, I'm having to discipline guys throughout the season because of late for practice, missing the team bus, uh, talking crazy to somebody, uh, having to sit guy down for a quarter or a half when I really should have suspended them for the whole game. Then outside people, we're playing at a big event, hoop festing. Wonder why I'm bringing this kid and this kid off the bench because I told them they got to wear their team shoe and they decided, oh, they wear their team shoe for four games. But then once we play in a big event, they want to come out with their Grinch Kobe's on, Kobe Grinches, and everybody else is in the team shoe, but y'all over here. So it's basically like David Ruffin and the Temptations. I mean, you know, that kind of, and I'm, okay, you're going, you're going to sit this, you're going to sit the first quarter then. And I know your school that you signed with at the game. So trying not to kill you, but. Yeah. Also allowing you to play. So maybe down the road, your mind is right, so I can go try to win a state championship. When in all, that should have never happened. And if you did it, you're not playing. I don't care who's at the game. And if you're not going to do what I asked you to do, you can go sit in the stands. You don't have to play again. And if I would have done that in the beginning, because I took L's in 2022, like we, we lost nine games. Two of those games we should have lost. Seven of those games, we lost because of disciplinary reasons. 
because I didn't start a guy out. This guy had to take him out the game since the whole second half, or that kind of stuff. And it was, it was, it, you just like I say, you got talent, you got guys. I, I think I do a good job of managing turmoil, yeah, or dysfunction, but it can take a toll on you mentally and physically, and that's what kind of caught up with me when at the Carter game because it was stuff from the previous year and throughout the summer, and. But I, I know how to manage it. I know how to deal with it. I just got tired of dealing with that, man. And I'm like, I would rather lose. I told a kid in my practice the other day, he's a senior. Wasn't doing what I was asking him to do. Think he, we, I said, son, I'm tell you something. You're going to do what you're told to do, do it the way we want to do it. Or you can transfer. And guess what? I don't care where you live, where you stay. I will sign off on you. Maybe you could go do that at another school. And I will lose with this sophomore over here because I know he's busting his tail. He's showing up early in the morning, getting shots up. He's in the weight room. I'll take that L this year with him because I know what I got coming back. I used to say stuff like that. Yeah. That, in this culture today, I mean, that, that's a really quick way to decimate <laughs> the talent on your team. And, but the culture that you set up, and I feel like the fact that they believe what you're saying. It's not just a hollow right. comment that, ah, coach doesn't mean that. No, you're going to get their attention pretty quick. And when you hold those high standards like that, uh, one one quote I like to think about quite a bit is never let a player or a parent steal your joy. Like the joy that we have for coaching, the joy that we have for, for getting to work with these young men. But a big part of that is who we, who we allow into yeah. our program. Are we allowing those those energy vampires in? Is if we're allowing it, then you got to look in the mirror and ask yourself, why am I letting that happen? Oh, I've had to do it this year. Man, such such wants to bring his kid to your school. Who? Nah, daddy crazy. I don't deal with that. I don't deal with that. Kid, okay. I don't want to deal with the parent. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So it's it's different reasons why you're you're absolutely right, man. I, I just had to ask myself, what are you willing to do now just to win? You know, yeah, you may need this 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 point guard that's good. He can do this, but man, you got a you got a kid over here that's coming up. Yeah, that kid's good, but then he may be this kind of kid. You know, he may be somebody you can't really work with. And uh, I used to take those guys. Yeah, I take them. That's what I'm looking for. I'm struggling now at the PG position, but I know I'm young. But guess what? I just told my coach because we're gonna have to bring him along. Yeah, this is what we dealt with right here. We're going to bring them along. I said, I'm okay with it because I get yes sirs, no sirs, show up early, they work hard. They, their IQ is just not there right now. But they sophomores and juniors, take them. And, but that that can grow. But the intangible, I think that the character part now is like an intangible, just like diving on the floor is. Okay. You know, the the reliability that players can give you, that, that gives you just a sense of ease. Like, like players want coaches to show up the same way every day. But I don't think it's talked about the other way that coaches want players that show up the same way every day. Every so that when, day. when we walk in, we don't have to wonder, ooh, how is he today? At, you know, <laughs> with our players, or is is he gonna be here on time? Like there is a sense of peace. And I have that. I'm at a small Christian private school that we don't have <laughs> you talked about stars. There, there's no stars like uh, any any here, but for the most part. There's a peace of mind I have every day with these guys. And there is a little bit of give and take with that, I think, as coaches. Do you uh, have you been to the playoffs yet? I have. Yep. You want to know how to win a TAPS championship? 
You want sure. the secret? Sure. Absolutely. You want the secret? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, see you, board. I started this back in 20, 2020. And I don't know what made me think of it, but uh, oh, I remember. So, in 2020, uh, one, 20, no, no, 2001, 2002, I was an assistant coach here at Kimball. And we were on the bus getting ready to head to Waco because you were playing regionals in Waco at Baylor back yep. then. Yep. And I remember we the bus went the wrong way, and we had to turn around in this parking lot, this uh, Big T Bazaar, that's what it's called. We had to turn around the parking lot and then go back up the street to get on the highway to go 35 south. Well, we won, in, we won both games Waco, so we're going to state. So when we left Kimball, and I'm an assistant coach under Snoop Johnson, he made the bus driver go back into that same parking lot again and turn around and go back the way because he's that superstitious. So I'm very, very superstitious. I mean, we're going to wear the same shirt, pants, everything all the way through the playoffs. One year, first year we went, we were wearing black suits. Man, I was just throwing my suit in the dryer, man, <laughs> like and drying it and hanging it back up because it was just wet and from sweat. And we wore them all the way through. So Blueprint, first you have round one, put a box there, put the site, whatever the name of the school you're going to be playing at, okay, then you draw your arrow, and you have round two, okay, you put the site, time, there you go, round three, and then you do it all the way up till I'll draw some buildings and the, the little sky thing or whatever, the little needle, and I'll draw San Antonio, and then I'll draw the Alamo Dome and all that. So basically, how can you tell somebody where you're trying to go if you don't give them the map or in these days allow them to put the address in their GPS? If you're saying, man, we got to rewind one, we're, we're trying to. You have to show them where you go. So I'm, I'm drawing this whole map of San Antonio. So my first round game, mate, let's say, let's just say this year it was um, it was Mesquite Poteet. So we'll put Poteet in there. Okay, in the time, in the site, we play Miss Skyline and all that there. And then we come back, we win that game. We come back and field. Coach, you got to cross that out. Now we're there. Now I got the whole map drawn, man. I-35, I got the map drawn. It stays on that board. And every time we come back, they'll say, Coach, cross that out. Coach, cross it out. When we got back from San Antonio on that Sunday winning the state championship, Monday morning, we were up here designing our rings, okay? That Monday morning, the two boxes for the state championship were sitting here blank. With uh, We knew we were playing first, but the second we didn't. And I'm just sitting there, and they got Balfour in there, and they're doing their ring design. They say, Coach, hey, man, you got to cross them out. So I went up there, X, X, because I didn't think about it anymore. <laughs> I actually still have the poster, and then I uh, I took a picture of it on my phone. But I would do this. I've done this four years straight, man, three years, I mean. I put it on Twitter for people to see it. I say, y'all want to know how we, how we win the uh, you did? championship? I put it on Twitter. Every year I put that a different map on there. And this this I said, I said, here's the blueprint. And I'll get a few people to hit like and man, that's a good idea, but they don't pay attention to it. I'm giving you the blueprint. Yeah. 
Now you got to work, you got to practice, you got to do all that. But once we got to the playoffs, you start over, right? So here we go. Round one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I'm going to tell you, man, I don't know. Man, it's a psychological thing, you know. It's well, just yeah, I'm thinking about that. I think there, there's, from a player's perspective, you talk about state championship, but it's this abstract thing that they really do, they can't even place it. Like, wh- how do you actually get there? Like, it just seems like this, it might as well be getting to the moon. Like, what are the steps that it takes to actually do it? And then I think what you do is you place something like that in front of them, do an activity like that in front of them where maybe just a peace of mind or a recognition of, oh, okay, like that's literally how we do it. It gives them, I don't know, something to work for rather than like something real that they can kind of see and hold on to rather than this, hey, we're just going to go win state. How do we get there? It's just going to take a lot of hard work. Okay. You know, like that's, I think, what we all kind of do. I love that idea. It's it's like we know that's where we want to go. We know we got a good enough team. We look at the other teams in the district. Okay, okay. We just want one of those spots. We don't ever say we need to win district. We need to finish segment. We just want a playoff spot. That's all we we fight for is a playoff spot. Get a playoff spot that gives us a chance. Now, when we get that chance, here we go. Round one is who we playing. We got to knock them out to get here. They're standing in our way to get there. And we just go one by one, man. I'm, I'm like, if it, if I did it that first time, and we're okay, I did it the second time, and did it a third time. I mean, <laughs> did it a fourth time. So I'm going to do it again this year, you know. Um, and like I said, I kind of know, but you never know. Like 2021, 2020, 2021, we won our first four games. And then all of a sudden, this happened two years in a row. Same two kids decided to wear their own shoe. And we lost by 20. And then we went on a nine-game losing streak after that. We played the Richardson teams. We played some big-time teams. We, we went on a nine-game losing streak. We get in district. We win. We lose. We win. I think we took uh, second. Yeah, we took second. But uh, and we had to play a tiebreaker game against South Oak Cliff. We we played them four times that year, twice in district, one in a tournament tiebreaker, and we beat them three out of the one. So we took second. I told them two games before the playoffs start that they were going to lose in the second round, and they were like, "Why you say that, Coach?" I said, "Because you're still not playing like we need to play to to win a state. You're nowhere near it. Y'all are bickering with each other. Some of y'all don't like each other." I said, "But it's cool because." You'll beat whoever we play in the first round because you, you're, you're going to be better than them. Yeah. I said, second round, we're out of there, and it's cool. We can take all this stuff up, pack it up, put it up, have that end-of-the-year long speech, and y'all can go on. And I can get ready for next year. And so, man, I think they took that to heart because I watched them take it to another level. Second round playoff game, we were down 11 against one of those Frisco schools. And they decided at halftime they didn't want to go home. And they came back and won. And then they came back and won against Holland Park. They came back and won against Lancaster. We were down 20 at the beginning of the fourth quarter, number one team in five. And you don't do that. No. Came back and sent it in overtime. Came back against um, what school we played in? Ange- uh, um, Angelo. in San Angelo. Uh, oh, starts with an A. They had that really, really good team down there. But we played them. Came back, sent that in the overtime. I mean, so – 
they're calls the comeback kids, and, and the kids started believing. I've never seen a team turn it on in the playoffs, but they did it at the right time. Usually you're in district and you're, you know, but it, it happens in uh did that that year, did this year before, did this last year. And it it's just it's just a tool so they can see where we're going, who we're playing, where we're at. It made me think of a Kelvin Sampson quote that he that he said uh, on, on our talk about if you don't know where you're going, then any road will take you there. And I think that's that's kind of you're eliminating that that idea that th- this is the road. Like the road. we we know where we want to go. This is the road, and I think there's a lot to that. Yep, and it's just it's just it. What made me think of was like I said when he made the wrong turn and went in that parking lot. He said, no, we got to follow the same route. We got to follow. So what I start thinking the route, the route. What's the route to get there? So I'm going to draw it, but I'm going to leave those boxes empty because I don't know what we're playing. Once I know what we're playing, we put that in there. Uh, man, the way we watch film, I had a coach ask me at the Final Four. We were sitting down, and he said, man, how do y'all watch film? Because I'm trying to see my program. You know, I said, well, we don't watch full games. Now, the coaches, we do. I don't even watch the full games. I got three assistants that are in charge of all that. They do it. And then they break it down and tell me what they think and what we need to do. I have a defensive coach. I have an offensive coach, but I don't handle the offense. My defensive coaches tell me what we need to do. If I need to tweak something, I tell them this is what we're going to do. We'll go in. They've already got it broken down. So these guys are watching about 15 minutes of film, but they're clips. Okay. And then those guys that get certain clips text to their phone about this is the guy you're going to, they might get five, six clips of a guy that they're guarding. Okay. And then we, they'll know how they're going to defend them. These kids attention span are too low, man. You can't watch a full game. Yeah. You know, yeah. Bad, you know, so we, we, we break it down for them and then they watch parts of it, the game, but then we, it's all broken down with notes. We're out of there. We're practicing. And uh, one, of my, one of my coaches was like, man, we, we how is this helping the kid? How's it help? Dude, trust me. Trust me. It works. And and you just can't sit in here and then rewind, rewind. Yeah, you can do it a little bit, but you got to have it broken down. Why don't you rotate here? Look at this here. Why don't you? Yeah. And they, and they got to watch that. I had some film sent to my big kid last year, and he was trying to post and spin inside to the right. And we told him in film that the help is going to come out the baseline. So he has to come back inside to the left. That kid gets the ball, and he's steady he's trying to spin to the right. I told him at halftime. I said, I asked Coach, I said, did you send him his clips? He said, yeah. I said, you didn't watch your clips. And the point guard, him and their best friend, he, said, he looked at me and my point guard said, Coach, you didn't watch him. <laughs> you, don't, you don't ever watch him. <laughs> what a horrible friend right there. <laughs> he said, he's all, hey, I love T. John because he would have his own room on our trips when we go out of town, man. Nobody wanted to room with him. The cannon, my center would be like, uh-uh, I'm not rooming with him. And teacher, I'm like, yeah, you know, because I'm gonna make you cut that TV off. He's, he don't like to go to sleep with the TV on. I gotta go to sleep with the TV on. Too young, <laughs> he's gonna make you go to bed. Wow. He's gonna make you get. Hey, man, you can put your phone down. We got a game in the morning. We got a game for him. <laughs> and so the kids like, and you know, teacher, I say, coach, I'm fine. I can go solo. I might have my own room. <laughs> they didn't want that level of accountability oh, around no, them right there. No, no, they didn't. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast.
It's just a matter of doing it.